The following program contains themes and images that may not be suitable for most audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Panda Pig Inc. Rate, review, and subscribe. And now we will move on to our true crime segment with mm-hmm. Pigapedia. Yes. What you got for today, my dear? Alrighty. So I'm not going to reveal the connection okay. until the end of it. Okay. Okay. Let's see this take. Okay. And action. <laughs> so, um. Class, if you open up the PowerPoint to slide one, (laughs) (laughs) to slide one, you will see um, the beautiful Adrian Shelley. Adrian Shelley. She's an actress. I was about to say, I'm like, this looks like an actress. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the movie Waitress? Uh,. I've heard a lot about it. Isn't that also a musical? Yes. Yeah. So I've she, never actually seen it or, or anything. She wrote, co-starred in, and directed it. Wow. Multi-talented. A multi-talented queen. We love a multi-talented queen. We love multi-talented queen. queens. So, quick bio. She was born June 24th, 1966. Oh. And um, her... Her stage name is Adrian Shelley, but her uh, her born name is Adrian Levine. Levine, I don't know. Interesting. American actress, film director, screenwriter. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, and as you know, I mentioned Waitress. Yes. Now a Broadway show. Okay. Yes. So, on November first, two thousand and six, okay. at around nine thirty, Andy Ostroy, her husband, drops off. Adrian at the Abingdon Square apartment in Manhattan's West Village. She uses this apartment as an office. She um, didn't reach out to Andy all day, though. So he starts getting concerned at around 5.45 p.m. At least he gets concerned. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. So he goes to the apartment building. And he asks, I can't remember if it was the doorman or the superintendent. But he has someone. To come up to the apartment with him. Okay. So he goes in the apartment and the front door is unlocked. And he goes in the bathroom and he sees Adrian hanging from the shower rod. Oh my God. Over the bathtub. Oh my God. With a bed sheet around her neck. Oh my God. So the door was unlocked. That's horrifying. Yep. Absolutely horrible. Like, can you imagine? That sounds like a lot of work, too. You just drop off your wife just to do some work, and you come back to your apartment, and you see this scene, like, out of a horror movie. That is terrible. That doesn't even sound real. This is real? This is real. 2006. Oh, my God. The door was unlocked. How old was she? She, so this was 2006. She was 40. She's 40. Mm-hmm. And they have a, a two-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, my God. Sophie. I don't think she killed herself. So the door was unlocked and money was missing from the apartment. Oh, yeah. She did not kill herself. So the New York Police Department would not agree with you initially. They believed that she took her own life because the autopsy found that she died as a result of neck compression. Okay. Andy refused to believe this. He's like, there's no way Adrian killed herself. She was happy in both her personal and professional life. Right. So 
in this was 2006. Waitress didn't come out till 2007, so she was waiting to hear back about Waitress being accepted at Sundance Film Festival. Okay, so mm-hmm. wow. Okay, so she wrote, co-starred, and directed this film, and she never got to see it released. Wait, the film? She yeah. didn't even get to see the no, film. No, it didn't release until 2007. I thought we were talking about the Broadway for that. No, the so movie. The, film. the movie oh came God. out in 2007. She didn't even get to see it, and oh, it yeah, was so, so the, popular. So the Broadway one came out way later. Though. Oh yeah, that's okay, within the last okay. so many years. Okay, okay. Yeah, so she didn't even get to see, like, the fruits of her labor. Oh my! I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. Oh my so, God! So everyone says that she was like just so full of life and so aware of her mortality but not in a creepy way in a way of like you never know if you're gonna have tomorrow yeah like she looks so happy she's very full of life if you look at the next page you see the picture of her her daughter and her husband yeah they look happy Mm -hmm. the daughter's adorable i know she her name is sophie she's two and a half years old that's so sad. And she loved being a mom. That's sad. Yeah, so oh he's like, God. he's like, there's no way she killed herself. Right. So they're persistent, they push it, and um, the police actually listen. And, wow. And they take another look at the crime scene, and they see on the toilet next to her body, there's a sneaker print that's in gypsum dust, uh-huh. and the print... Was matched. Dust is. It's like like you find at like a construction site. I oh, think okay, it's okay. in like drywall or something. Okay. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so the print that they found in the bathroom, it matched another set of prints in the building where there was construction going on. Yeah. That on the, the construction was going on the day that that she died. So the shoe print could have came from a construction mm-hmm. worker. Yep. So the investigators go to the building owner, Luis Hernandez. Okay. And they're like, look, you know, we clearly whoever's doing this is wearing these type of shoes. Right. Do you know anybody like that? And he's like, well, there is a guy who wears sneakers to to work, but there's no way he could have done it. Like, he's a good kid, you know? (laughs) That's what they all say. (laughs) So on November 6th, 2006... So how much, how many, how much time has passed since they found uh, her body? Five days. Okay, five days later. Mm-hmm. Diego Pilco, a 19-year-old man, is arrested. Okay. Okay. Pilco is an Ecuadorian immigrant. He's in the States illegally, but he's working for Bradford General Contractors, which is the company that's doing the construction in the building. Okay. Pilco, he lived with his cousin, he worked six days a week in construction, and even on his day o- days off, he was working as a superintendent. So he's a workaholic. Mm-hmm. But he's working hard because um, when he he had to pay coyotes to bring him into the U.S., mm-hmm. so he owed money. So he's working hard to pay off that debt. He has a lot of debt. That's yes. That's never so, hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's never easy. It's always hard. <laughs> no, it's it's a really tough situation to be yeah. in. So once he's in custody, Diego confesses to staging Adrian's death to look like a suicide. What? In his first confession, Diego says that Adrian complained of the noise 
um, from the bottom floor. I was about to say, I feel like it has something to do with her complaining. <laughs> from the construction, right? Yeah. Diego says that they argued, and he threw a hammer at her. Oh, shit. And, and, he, and so she, so like, she comes down on the floor where they're doing the construction. Let's say she's complaining. They're arguing. He throws a hammer at her, and she walks away. So he's scared that she's going to complain and that he's going to get deported. Yeah. You know, he's working so hard Because to... he just threw the hammer, even mm-hmm. though it didn't hit her. Yeah. He said he was having a bad day. He was just having a bad day, and she just caught him on a bad night. I'm just going to say, even on my bad days, I'm not necessarily throwing hammers at people. <sighs> I ain't going to throw a hammer. Maybe I'll throw someone, but I ain't going to throw a hammer at you. Mm-hmm. No, no. So, so did he, he strangle her? So he follows her back to the apartment. Because he's scared. Mm-hmm. So he says that Adrian hit him. Now, Adrian, look at her. She's she's this little thing. He says he hit her, or she hit him, and there was a struggle, and that resulted in her falling and dying from the fall. Wait, on, what, what were they on, like stairs or something? He doesn't, I couldn't find a specific description of where, but I'm assuming it's in the apartment. Okay. So, the second story he gives is that while he was on a break in the construction, Adrian was coming into her apartment and he followed her. He assaulted her, leaving her unconscious, faking the suicide. Just cause. I'm guessing that's the second confession. No, what the hell? He has Right. So the first one made more sense. The second one, bro. Well, you know what? I will have sound to like con- a stalker. I have to contradict you here because okay. the second one is actually more in line with the evidence than the first one. Wow! Because there wasn't any dust found on Adrian's shoes, and she wasn't even wearing any shoes. Uh-huh. So. If she had gone, gone down, down, she would have had dust. She on. would have had the dust on her shoes, but there's nothing. So it's more consistent that he followed her, came to the apartment. So he was stalking mm-hmm. her, and he was probably like, "Oh, famous lady." Mm-hmm. But here, here's the most mess- messed up part. Okay. Okay. What he didn't know was that when he hung Adrian, she was still alive. Oh my god! She was just unconscious. Oh, my God. So if he would have not staged the suicide, she would have survived. Wow. So he thought when he assaulted her. That she was dead. Why did he even assault her in the first place? So (laughs) Pilko pleads guilty to first degree manslaughter. Okay. And he's sentenced to 25 years. So... People are kind of upset at first because why wasn't he charged with first-degree murder or whatever? Right. Well, just because of the the nature of the crimes where he thought she was already dead, blah, blah, blah. Um, the prosecution felt they had a better chance of maintaining this conviction than had they gone to court and he could plead down to an even lesser charge. So they were just trying to get the most out of the situation. Yeah. So, at Pilko's uh, sentencing, March 13th, 2008, so two years later, after she's dead, Okay. he gave a third story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, here's some, some information when it comes to how 
people are convicted. Okay. So initially, someone's arrested. They're charged mm-hmm. with a crime. Right. Then they have this thing called an initial appearance. Okay. That's when they show up and the judge determines whether or not they're going to, like, be put on bail or whether they're going to stay in custody. And they okay. set a date for court. That's why it takes so long. The whole process mm-hmm. takes forever. Paperwork, so they set it. They set a date for court, and that's the trial. Okay. Right. Then you can be convicted at the trial. Right. But you don't get sentenced. You don't know what time you're going to get yet because okay. there is certain information that is allowed to get into a trial. Like yeah. sometimes they'll throw it out. They say that's not relevant. Yeah. But at the sentencing, since someone's convicted. They can consider evidence that couldn't make it into trial to determine what someone's sentence is. Mm. So at this third kind of court case is the sentencing. So this is why at this time he's providing another confession because he's hoping that this confession will will help him. mm -hmm. Okay. So he's already convicted. He's going to get something. Okay. But this, so this will point, determine he's like, how much. Hopefully, I don't get as much this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does he say? So he says that he wanted to rob her instead, and that when Adrian caught him, he attacked her, and then he tied the sheet around her neck to choke her and hung her from the curtain rod. But this doesn't really make sense mm, because she was unconscious. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he gets sentenced anyway. At the sentencing, though, here's like, here's like the saddest part. And I'm, my hope is to make you cry. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. The evil. So, Adrian's husband and the family members at the trial say that they'll never forgive him. At the sentencing, sorry. And yeah. at the sentencing, um, the victims of the crime or the families of the victims yeah. can provide these things called witness, uh, so sorry, <laughs> called victim statements. Okay. And this is basically where they can speak directly to the judge or to the, um, defendant, oh, defendant. just kind of saying what they think. And these things are considered just, in the sentencing. Just so they can get closure for themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also included to show, like, how much damage that person has done by committing that crime. Yeah. Ho- by them hoping mm-hmm. that it shows, like, hey, you are a shitty person. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, these are just a collection of some quotes. Okay. So he says, I want you to suffer like she suffered. Damn. No sentence would be enough for you. You deserve the same fate you handed Adrian. That's you, so sad. You are nothing more than a cold-blooded killer, a murderous beast who, in an intent to rob, rape, and then silence your innocent victim, took the life of a beautiful, loving woman who, unlike you, had so much to give to society. That's so sad. And then when he says in remembering... There's so much love in him, too. <laughs> And then what he says in remembering her, he says, Adrian was the kindest, warmest, loving, generous person I knew. She was incredibly funny, smart, talented, a bright light with an infectious laugh and a huge smile that radiated inner and outer beauty. She was my best friend and the person with whom I was supposed to grow old. That's sad. That's so sad. What grow old with? (laughs) Well... That's the quote. But how long did they know each other? 
Um, Andy and Adrian. Like, how long were they married? At least I don't something. know. Mm. I didn't look it up. That's so sad. Oh, is this know. the picture of Diego? Yep. I couldn't find a good one of his face, but that's him when he was getting arrested. <laughs> he looks the stereotypical looking like a thug. Like, I know, but, but he's nineteen years 19. old. And it's like you if you're do. having a bad day, like oh my gosh, what a panic! Wait, so what do you think happened then? Well, I think it's probably a combination of all three stories. Mm -hmm. So in the first story, he's basically saying he had a bad day and he was freaking out. Mm -hmm. The second story, he says he wanted to rape her, basically, and then he followed her. And the third one says that I he was trying to rob her. thought you said he wanted to rob Oh, the robbing was the third one? Uh-huh. I think it's probably a combination of all of them. She very well could have complained about the sound, because, I mean, that apartment was her office, so she's yes. doing work there. Yeah. So she could have complained about it in passing or something. Right. You know, um, I think it's probably a combination of all three somewhere. The truth is in there. But I in, have you know. a kind of thought of how the scenario could have went down, too. Hmm. I think... What could have happened is, yes, there was sound and she was complaining. I feel like she was probably a cons a consistent complainer, too, especially because of her status and her trying, you know, she's about to come out with this movie and stuff. Like, she's working really hard. And I feel like... Complainer, maybe not for the sake of being a complainer, but, like, like knowing that things need to be a certain way for her to get something done. Like, right. very passionate. Yes. So I feel like it was very consistent and it may have, you know, pissed him off, you know, and he probably seen her and was just like, you know, I'd hit that type of situation. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, one day he probably just had it with her and she was just, he was just probably just angry and, you know, financial situations. And he was like, when he figured out who she is, he's like, she has money. I think I'm going to go get that. Do you, you know. think he even know, knew who she was? Well, that's what I mean. I said, I think he figured it out eventually mm. because, you know, she's working there. Because was she, she was kind of famous at this time, wasn't she? She was an actress no. at this time? she wasn't very famous. She had done more indie films. Yeah, so I'm wondering, like, maybe he figured out something. Like, she has money, obviously. Like, he's thinking, like, oh, she got money. Cause she I think at the very least he knew that she had some kind of money. That's what I mean, is I think he was just like, oh, she got money. Like, I'm struggling. I'm having a bad day. This bitch won't get off my back. Type of situation. Mm -hmm. So then when one day he decided to follow her, figure out where, you know, where she's at, and I think he broke in or maybe even just went in, and he did uh, pretty much, I think he probably knocked her out. Mm -hmm. I think he raped her. And then I also think he realized, oh, shit, like he, or maybe he tried to rape her and then knocked her out yeah. in the process because, you know, she probably was like, hell no. And I think when he realized, oh, shit, I think I killed her, you know, he was like, I need to frame it type of situation. So it looks like she hung herself. So I'm not, there's no tie to me. Mm -hmm. And then he took the money and dipped. Yeah. That's what I think happened. What, what messes me up is like clearly he was such a hard worker yeah. and he had gone through so much to get in this country. Yeah. That it's so sad. It and, got wasted from and, one yeah, bad like day. All of that work. But also like you don't rape someone on a bad day. You don't. And you shouldn't. 
It's wrong. Like, that's not a bad day kind of thing. Oh, I had a bad day, so I accidentally yelled at somebody. It's not, oh, I had a bad day, so I'm going to rape someone. I'm going to stick my penis into someone who obviously wants nothing to do with me, and I'm going to violate them Mm -hmm. just because I'm having a bad day. You don't do that on a bad day. No. I don't care if you need sexual relief. Go jack off somewhere. Like, seriously. Go take care of yourself. That's no way to deal with your bad day. Exactly. So I don't know about, like, so what does it say? Where is he at now? Like, is he just serving? Mm-hmm. How's he doing? What's, what's his prison. deal? He's just in prison, just chilling? Mm-hmm. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So my sources for this episode are, there's this podcast called Death in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a YouTube video by Georgia Marie. She has this uh, series on her channel called The Midweek Mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at Murderpedia. And <laughs> in which I just discovered is a thing. <laughs> and Wikipedia. So if you want to read more about Adrian Shelley and her life and maybe look into, you know, what made her her mm-hmm. and her work. She's got some other great movies out there too. Yeah. And if you guys have any recommendations on what you've seen of her, maybe you want us to check out or you just mm-hmm. had some fun facts, you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the connection of why I picked this episode mm-hmm. was the fact of um, they thought that it was the a stage, suicide. the stage suicide, but also how adamant the family and loved ones were of how they, how much they knew the victim mm-hmm. and knew that they wouldn't have committed suicide. My thing is, is <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, a forty-year-old trying to literally, you know, work on this bed sheet to create a noose for themselves. <sighs> that must be exhausting. But also to do for yourself. The main thing Like even is, then I don't think it would do it. Women don't hang themselves. Yes. Women don't true. do that. Women will take drugs mm-hmm. and overdose. Yes. Maybe they'll cut their wrists. Yeah. But women don't hang themselves and that's that's the biggest red flag to me of confused of why the police didn't look further. That yeah, women don't hang that. themselves. They just don't. I mean, uh, obviously there's probably some that have, but, but on it, average you're not going to see that. Do that. Hmm. Well, that's that. <laughs> that was a sad one. I know. That was incredibly sad. I know it was a bummer, but. You got to hear about her lovely life. I did. And, and I'm very intrigued. And now I feel like I should watch Fra- the Waitress movie now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, <sighs> that's that's the episode. And that was the true crime segment, guys. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed. Yep. We're here. <sighs> we are here. We are here for you. We'll be back again next week yes. with the next episode, which is The Man and the Bear. The man and the, the man and the bear. Yup. 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 Catch you guys next week. Yep. If you, if like, like I, I don't know if this is going to be a catchphrase or not, but you know what? If we <laughs> haven't turned you off by now, like if you're still here, hang out. Let's don't hang. turn us off. Let's hang. Let's turn hang on. out. Turn us more. on. <laughs> turn us, us on. Let us be in your speakers. Keep us turned on. Let us be in your ears. Mm-hmm. I don't mind crawling into your brain. You know, well, maybe yeah. your skull is made out of Elmer's glue, too. Let us, let us live rent-free in your Elmer's glue-constructed skull. I would like that. 
Mm-hmm. I'd like that very much. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. Salutations. And Salutations. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Next week on The Heart and the Bones. That burger looked so juicy and delicious. Okay, <laughs> and it was I human? Felt, yes, I felt so <laughs> conflicted internally because oh I was God. like, man, that burger looks really, really good. You can add it, add that recipe to my cannibal <laughs> cookbook, guys.